Welcome into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Austin Gale here with my guy, Ben Brown. I've been called the prop stash of late. We've been delving into a ton of player props on PFF's Twitter account, Instagram, the live shows, all that stuff. Props have been a ton of fun this year. We won't be doing a ton of props today. Going to look at some NCAA Greenline picks courtesy of PFF Greenline, a betting uh, dashboard made available in your elite subscription on PFF.com. Ben, let's go ahead and start with the Friday slate. You know why? Because I'm not touching on this Rams-Patriots game, okay? We're recording, We're recording. what, five minutes left in the second quarter? I texted you. I was like, dude, we can't wait till the end of this game. It's a disaster. The Cam, the Cam Newton and the Patriots can't throw the football. The run game is only going to do so much. And Sean Bay is actually kind of in his bag right now. Like, as long as he can limit Jared Goff from being a disaster, working off his second read and making bad decisions, this is a team that I think can handle the Patriots easily. They are up big right now. Yeah, it's not even really close. It's definitely not worth watching at this point. I do like getting, <laughs> you know, getting through our podcast a little bit. But yeah, as soon as I went through that, uh, you know, four downs near the goal line, ran all four downs, even on fourth down from like the four. I'm like, man, you got to just, you got to come mm. up with something. I'll look. I understand trying to pound it in once, twice, or three times, but come up with one creative play, Carl. At least, you know, let Cam at least sling it towards the goal line one time or something like that. But it's been uh, kind of frustrating a lot to watch. Traded interceptions early on. Uh, one went back, one went for a defensive touchdown. So if you had that prop, obviously you're looking pretty good so far. But yeah, it's been a one-sided show on Thursday Night Football. But thankfully, uh, we also got some college action yep. on Thursday. And those games have been going uh, quite well from a green line perspective, thankfully. So it's been good. But yeah, let's talk about Friday action. We got, what, three games still on this slate? Yep. Uh, are you what do you, what what are you liking best at this point? I know I got one picked out here, but so I'm going to read the games out, and you never know what could happen. They could get canceled due to COVID. That's pretty much the theme of college football right now. But looking ahead to Friday, December 11th at six o'clock, you got the UTEP Miners at North Texas, eight o'clock start, Arizona State at Arizona, and then at ten o'clock on the West Coast there, the you know Mountain West after dark, Nevada at San Jose State. Right now, Green Line has over a one percent edge on two lines here, UTEP plus 10 oh no utep minus 10 at north texas and then arizona plus 11 and a half at or at home against the sun devils between those two if you had to bet one where are you leaning and if you if you could bet two would you bet both uh both those lines from the green line edge perspective yeah, I think I got to get both in on a Friday Night Football. But I do like Arizona a little bit more here. There is some question marks with their starting quarterback. I think Grant Cannell uh, is probably definitely going to be out at this point in time. Will Plummer played the last two weeks. Uh, hasn't necessarily looked great. Uh, Arizona hasn't really looked great in general. They've struggled, you know, ba- mainly along their offensive line. We do have them basically dead last in our opponent just grades. Um for on the opposite side of the football. Defensively, it's a little bit different. I do kind of like Arizona State in general. Jaden Daniels um, is a quarterback that I definitely like last year. They've kind of had, you know, a few different delays and things where they haven't necessarily gotten to play as much as they expected. But Marvin Lewis is a guy um, that's kind of been popping up in a lot of our coaching categorized things. And, they, you, you know, they've been really good both offensively and defensively. It makes me a little nervous to back 11 and a half points from Arizona, but I still think that this is a spot where um, you kind of got to throw a lot of things out from the rivalry perspective. I do still think we're going to see Arizona play hard. Um, the market has basically moved against them pretty significantly from eight and a half out to this 11 and a half point price. So I do think it's just a little bit overstated. I do think Arizona can probably keep it within a touchdown. So I'm definitely leaning uh, towards them being my favorite bet here on Friday night. 
I, I think I'm going to ride with you there. As much as I like Arizona State, specifically the quarterback, I think he's got a bright future there if he can put some things together. I think this line has moved too much through that key right. number 10, now at plus 11 and a half. I think now we're seeing that value on Arizona because of that much line movement. I think you hit on the Wildcats there. Let's move ahead to the Saturday slate. A ton of games still remaining on the schedule. Not a ton of close spreads here. I mean, it's tough to find really, really good games on the schedule. I was hoping that Ohio State that cancellation with Michigan would lead to an Ohio State-Texas A&M game, maybe an Ohio State-Cincinnati, Ohio State-Chanticleers, but doesn't look like we're going to get that. I think the next time we see Ohio State play will be in the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. A value I do like, though, and I mentioned this on my own podcast here, um, at, uh, on 2 for one Drafts, which I host with Mike Renner twice a week, three times a week during draft season, is USC – my, uh, minus two and a half on the quote-unquote road. USC and UCLA are like, what, 30 minutes away, maybe even right. 35. So USC on the road against UCLA, minus two and a half. Green Line sees over a 1% edge on that one. I think that 7.30 start for me, I'm betting. I'm backing up the Brinks truck and betting on Keaton Slovis, Elijah Vera Tucker, Talanoa Hufanga. Like, they have a ton of talent. Amon Ross, St. Brown, a lot of guys that we have in our top 50, top 65 draft prospect list right now on pff.com i think it's the better football team the better quarterback going to ucla and only getting two and a half points i think they clear that number yeah i definitely agree with you i mean ucla has kind of overachieved this year they have been a lot better than what we probably initially had them projected out to be i think they moved up basically to uh um pretty soon uh, i can't i don't have the exact number on me right now they are 65th in our elo rankings at this point in time usc 18th overall that's just way too low of a number um for how much better they are in this match but i do agree with you keenan slovis much better quarterback than dorian thompson robinson um you're just getting a lot of numbers that are a lot of players that are a lot better for usc um at less than a field goal favorite so i definitely think this is you know probably a pound spot i think the only question basically is do we stay under 62 at this point in time I am a little bit more hesitant um, on backing that perspective from a, from Green Line, but I do really like what you have to say about USC, and I think uh, I'm going to be getting on board with that one as well here for Saturday afternoon action. There you go. All right, I got another game for you. Green Line doesn't have a 1% edge on this game, but it's one I hold near and dear to my heart. I'm a former San Diego State Aztec, Ben Brown, and this is the San Diego State Aztec Super Bowl going to BYU to play Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars. Right now, the line, originally when I when I was calling this on Wednesday, I think the line was about 16 and a half. It's now stretched out to minus 17 and a half in favor of Wilson and BYU. You, you want me to read to you the three best defenses in the FBS and EPA per play allowed? Let's hear it, let's hear it. Clemson, Wisconsin, San Diego State. This is a defense right. that's allowing fewer than five yards per drop back against opposing offenses. You think Zach Wilson's going to come in here and have a walk in the park against San Diego State? You're crazy. Okay, 17 and a half. I think that number is now cleared. 17, that's the number I wanted it to clear before I bet. Plus 17 and a half, San Diego State. It's worth a sweat. The total on this game is only 47. The total right. game is only 47. San Diego State is not an offense to back. It doesn't put up a ton of points, but I think they limit BYU enough to stay within 17 and a half. That's my take. Uh, take it or leave yeah. it, Ben. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I, I don't mind it at this point in time. I don't think I'll actually bet it, but 17 and a half crossing over <laughs> 17, obviously a pretty key number. But like you said, 47 point total means that this game is going to be uh, really low scoring. So if San Diego State gets a few stops, eighth overall defensive ranking, um, and our opponent just grades in the country, like you said, third in EPA allowed per attempt. So um, I don't mind it at this point in time. 
Zach Wilson could have a little bit of a hangover from their, you know, game last week against the Chanticleer. So I don't mind uh, kind of, you know, backing San Diego State. I'm, I may be willing to ride with you on the alumnus track. I got to ask you a team not so near and dear to my heart, uh, especially since they kind of let me down earlier in the year. But we find some value on Minnesota at 10 and a half here against Nebraska. Definitely their biggest game of the year now since they've kind of, um, you know, fallen off the wagon from where we actually expect them to be at this point in time. Greenlight actually likes the spot. This is another situation situation where uh they still have this covid you know situation cloud hanging over them but i do think that tanner morgan might be able to outplay adrian martinez in this game so you are getting at least the better quarterback um and we still have minnesota's you know offensive grade uh pretty high up there in the big 10 so um maybe we're just a little bit lower on nebraska than what we should be but we do find a little bit of value at plus 10 and a half is this a spot that you could potentially get on board with are you gonna sit this one out just due to some covid related concern i'm all over it this is the better offense the better quarterback getting 10 and a half points on the road against nebraska i think minnesota plus and a half is the bet i'd make here and also i mean tanner morgan has not played his best football i mean his turnover worthy play rates up close to six percent this year which is just unheard of compared to what he's doing last year because this is an offense that runs a ton of rpos a ton of first read throws to have that high of a turnover worthy play rate he, he's defenses are catching up to him a bit but i do think it's still the better offense and at 10 and a half i think that's the number i'd be willing to slam for our minnesota golden gophers I like it. I like it. I know I've been actually targeting uh, some unders here lately as well. I do have the under tonight in Georgia Tech versus Pittsburgh. That one is at least on pace to stay under. So I kind of like that. I do like one more from the ACC Duke at Florida State. I really like Duke's team total under last week. Uh, they put up zero points for me. So it wasn't even a sweat from that perspective. And I kind of like to go back to the well a 57 point total. Um, neither of these teams have been that great offensively, but they've actually been pretty productive from the defense side of the football. Um, Florida State is, has some ability to move the football on the ground game. I think they rank 14th overall in our opponent's adjusted grades um, from offensive rushing perspective, but D Duke has a pretty decent defense, just a really bad offense, so I think that they could potentially slow down Florida State just enough to keep this game under 57, so that's uh, probably my one last bet that I'm really making, but it, you know, like you touched on, it is just a little bit thin for this college football slate coming up here on Saturday, but it's exciting. We're rolling into uh, conference championship games already next week, which just feels crazy at this point in time. Yeah, it's wild. The college football season has flown by, I think largely because of how wild it's been, a ton of cancellations, a ton of players opting out, but it's been a wild season. I think, you know, to pivot the conversation a little bit, Ben, there's people who are saying there's going to be an asterisk on this season. You know, the, you know, the best players didn't play. The best teams didn't play full seasons. Dude, if you got through this season and played as well as you had to play to get to the college football playoff or even a decent bowl game, kudos to you because it was not easy to keep your team COVID-free or at least somewhat COVID-free. Getting them prepared for games is one of the hardest seasons probably will ever see in college football right. and the NFL. So no asterisk, asterisk on my end. Let's pivot to the NFL again here. We always close out the Thursday night, Friday morning, PFF Daily Betting Podcast with our friends at PriceFix. If you don't know what PriceFix is, go to pricefix.com and prepare to make a ton of money. It's a really, really fun site. You can bet on, so what they'll do is they'll set a line for PPR points for certain players. David Montgomery, 17. James Robinson against Tennessee, 19 and a half. Allen Robinson at 16 and a half against Houston this Sunday. And you get to do, you can't pick one, you have to parlay two or three or even more than that um, together to make a play. So for example here, if I'm on pricepicks.com and I want to bet on Dalvin Cook's PPR projection at 21 and Tyree Kill's PPR projection at 19 and a half, I can choose over on both. And if I bet 20, I win 40 bucks. That's if I do the flex play, where if I get two correct pick plays, I get two times. If I get one correct pick play, I get half times. 
if I go all or nothing, and I, I, I'm saying only want to get paid out if both plays are correct, I can bet 20 bucks to win 60. It's an awesome tool. Definitely encourage you guys to check it out. I'm not touching Dalvin Cook or Tyreek Hill this week. Some ones that I do like, though, is James Robinson under 19 and a half versus Tennessee. I do not think James Robinson is going to have the volume from a touches perspective against Tennessee, specifically carrying the football, because this offense is good. Like, as bad as it looked against, the, you know, the Cleveland Browns, I do think this Tennessee Titans offense is good enough to limit Jacksonville to the point where James Robinson isn't clearing that 19 and a half mark. That's a high number in PPR. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think Mike Glenn has definitely played better than expected at this point in time, too. So I do think they could be pretty productive, um, you know, passing the football. And I think they're going to have to be to keep pace with Tennessee. I do think Tennessee is probably in a get right spot here. Um, I think they're going to be up pretty significantly early. And if they do, obviously, game script is going to play into James Robinson going under 19 and a half fantasy points. So I'm definitely riding that one with you. One, I kind of like Sterling Shepard under 12 fantasy points. He had six targets last week, turned it into one reception for 22 yards. Obviously, the Colt McCoy thing is factoring into it um, but I think this is still just an inflated number of course he does have decent volume but there's just some, you know the Giants still have a number of pass catchers I don't necessarily think uh, the Arizona New York Giants game is going to play into any sort of like shootout atmosphere so I think unless Julian Shepard gets into the end zone he's going to have a really difficult time crossing over this 12 point fantasy projection so I'm leading under towards him what's your uh, last best prize pick option Austin? I'm thinking here and this one's tough for me Melvin Gordon's PPR projection right now is an 11.0. And I think it's a bit of a reaction to this game against the Kansas City Chiefs where he had 15 carries, 131 yards, 8.7 yards per carry. But in the previous weeks, he was not playing that well. I, I, and he obviously had two touchdowns against the Dolphins three weeks ago. I think Philip Lindsay still gets enough carries there to where I think that 11.0 PPR number is a bit high. I would want to lean the under there if I was going to bet on Melvin Gordon. However, I think I'd probably stay away from it. What I do like, though, is Mike Evans at 14. That under, I don't think he practiced today. It, obviously, that bet gets canceled if he doesn't play. But if he's banged up even a little bit, there are enough options in Tampa Bay, whether it's Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, where if Mike Evans is banged up and isn't drawing a ton of attention against Minnesota, that they can go other places if he does suit up. I think I'd lean on unders on both those guys. Mike Evans at 14 and Melvin Gordon at 11.0. Those are two ones that I think I'd probably parlay together on a low unit size, depending on what you're looking for. Yep, I like that opportunity quite a bit here. One last one for you. Love Robbie it. Anderson, 16.4 fantasy points. I kind of lean towards his over. No DJ Moore, of course. Uh, he's going to be pretty heavily involved. He turns, you know, seven targets into four receptions, 94 yards in the touchdown last week. He's just been uh, pretty consistently productive in the volume passing game of course he hasn't scored that many touchdowns but i think he's going to get in again this year going to be the focal point of that passing offense and i do think he's going to have a pretty productive day from both prize picks and potentially a dfs perspective so that's a guy that i definitely like here uh popping up in my dfs blow-up model as well so you I'm love, definitely targeting you know his i love over robbie here anderson. you know i love robbie anderson one of my favorite series in the NFL. i can't quit robbie anderson i'm so happy he was disbarred from the, the terrible franchise that is right. the new york jets because he's really unlocked his potential there with Matt Rule. And imagine if they do make an improvement at quarterback this offseason. Right. They're going to be in contention to be maybe drafting inside the top 10. They swing the bat on a guy like Trey Lance, Zach Wilson at BYU, maybe even Kyle Trask of Florida to kind of take the ceiling up with this offense. Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback. The ceiling for Teddy Bridgewater compared to some other guys in this draft class, I think right. is significantly lower. Interested to see how Robbie Anderson plays out for the rest of his you know tenure there in Carolina. That's going to do it for the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Remember to tune in. It's great. Review and subscribe to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. You get me, Ben Brown, George Tahuri, Eric Eager, Kevin Cole, a ton of talent here on the Daily Betting Podcast. Until next time, Austin Gale, Ben Brown.